Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. If you're a new listener, we really appreciate you choosing us to listen to. Scott and I are a married couple obsessed with movies. Scott is more analytical, where I'm a little bit more open-minded. We are unscripted, unfiltered, and hopefully we leave you with a little something to think about. So get ready as we dive in. So for the one person that listens to us regularly, downloads it every week, I don't know if that's real, but they've they've been sitting out there probably wondering where we've been. We did miss a week, Mm -hmm. and it has been a crazy couple of weeks here to us. Oh my gosh. The day that we were going to record this, I woke up, Shelly usually wakes up earlier than I do, and she was like, the air conditioner has died. (laughs) And I lost it. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to suck. It's going to be miserable in here. You had already called the place that has come out before to fix ours and to have them come out. And they were like, well, we can't be out there until the afternoon. And I'm more positive, and I'm like, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. We're, you know, we may be a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, no big deal. We're uh, we're talking here because I keep thinking Shelly's vocals are a little too loud. You want to talk about OCD issues. <laughs> I've got OCD. I'm like, she says something. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. So if he can't hear me, no. then just tell Scott that. I, you know, it's his OCD. I don't know. Well, I think it's just my, yeah, it is. Cause usually you're, you're a little, uh, light in the, in the monitors here that we've got. Mm-hmm. But then to give people an example, when we first started, she was like this and I was like, eh, maybe a little further back. She moved back. I'm like a little, a little closer. And then she moved a little closer. I'm like a little further back. Uh, we're having trouble getting my voice balanced because when we listen back to these episodes, I'm so quiet. I feel like I'm talking like super loud. Oh, yeah. But I'm just like, hello, welcome to the film obsessed couple. Well, and then you're like, (laughs) yeah, I've got on that louder voice. But what was it? The thing? Is that the one we did the last time? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to that, editing it, and I'm like, oh, she sounds so quiet. I'm like, I felt like I was yelling the whole time. (laughs) And me over here, I'm like, I was whispering. I'm like, hey, then, Kurt Russell. (laughs) That's just how we are. Yeah. And if we ever have my dad on the podcast, which will never happen, oh! but he would have to be in the other room away from his mic. <laughs> we don't even have to give him a mic. <laughs> He's so loud. But going back to it, I was, yes, I'm the person that I'm like, oh, everything is going wrong. And Shelly's like, it'll be okay. Temperature was gradually rising in the house. The dude finally came out like 1 or 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And he was like, your compressor has been, has seized. So it's time to get a new unit. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, we're going to be without air for the weekend. And it was going to be like 100 degrees here and there. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I'm still thinking, okay, a little warm. No big deal. Yeah. It's fine. We got these fans going. I feel warmish, but not too bad. Which that reminds me, I was talking to my friend Alex the other day, and he was like, how how hot did it get in your house? And I was like, maybe like 82, 83 or something like that. And he's like... Mm -hmm. It gets to a point when it's like 90 or something like that, or, you know, people look it up on the internet where like, no matter if you have a fan going, it doesn't even feel cold or like it's cooling you off at all. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I felt like we got to that point in the night. Yeah, at night. Which was crazy. You'd think it would be cooler in there, but I remember I wasn't sleeping with anything but my boxers and I wasn't even under the covers and I was sweating. Actually, when we went out to eat, I was fine before that. Yeah. We went out to eat just thinking we you go cool off, mm-hmm. come back. 
that made it so much worse. Yeah, because, and I felt, I was so kind of bummed at that point because we left our kids, our dogs and cats here, and I was like, oh, they're going to be miserable in the house while we're gone, and we had fans blowing on them, and we see in our camera that we have that we check on them with that, like, they're sitting in front of the fans. Yeah, and and I felt so bad for Lily, our German Shepherd mix. She was panting probably the whole day, like a whole 24 hours, which I'm yeah. sure is, is probably not that great for her. I know. We, we, we went to sleep that night, and I was laying on top of the bed, like, with basically nothing on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and still feeling very, very hot. And yeah. our poor German Shepherd was just panting. I remember waking up at night because you said you didn't sleep very well. Mm-mm. I woke up a few times, and I remember you were just kind of like hugging her or petting Lily because she was panting so hard. Yeah, I was trying to just kind of maybe calm her down, like maybe she was just anxious or whatever. But luckily, we have some friends close by. Yeah, Will and Carrie, if you guys listen to us, I don't know if I, you do. I don't think so. But, <laughs> but thank awesome you. Awesome if you do. <laughs> um. I posted online. I was like, oh, my God, our air conditioning is dead, and it's going to get hot in here. And uh, my friend Will was like, I have some window AC units if you want to borrow them for the time being. Hmm. And I ran over and got them at night, which I didn't really need to. It was like 9 or something at night or 8 or something, and I was like, well, we needed some extra stuff to install them too. So we installed them the next morning. That took quite some time to do. And installing them in a hot house was miserable. Mm-hmm. I had to like sit down for a minute. I was so hot. Because <laughs> another thing that we did that night is we went and bought a fan that you put water in the bottom of it and put like these ice packs that come with it in it. And it's like, oh, it blows cold air throughout the house yeah. or in the room. That doesn't work. No, it was like $200. Yeah, it was a fan basically. Like, I, I felt really good about it. I'm like, this is going to be great. Yeah, and I was like, oh, great because – I was freaking out because all the window AC units, you needed to have them outside or like have them mounted. And I was like, well, that'll be a pain in the ass, I bet, which we ended up just doing anyway because we needed it. Mm -hmm. But that fan was just the fan. It wasn't cold at all. It was awful. Don't pay $200 for a fan. Yeah. That if it, if it claims to like cool the house down, if you put like ice cubes or ice packs in it, it, to us, it did not work. Yeah. No. Because we were looking online, and it was all these magic things, like, as seen on TV things. It was like, oh, you just put ice cubes in it, and it'll blow cold air everywhere. Like, that makes sense. Like, well, the math works on that. No, (laughs) the ice melts. If it's 80 to some degrees in there, the ice melts before you even get it going, basically. (laughs) That's so true. And then I think last weekend, we just needed a break. Like, we've had so many people out here installing a new air condition and furnace, and we're not people people. Yeah. So it was just like, I was drained. Oh God. Yeah. That's a whole other story in itself. Having people that Monday, we had four people, three or four people out. I, at three, I think. three. Yeah. And we ended up choosing one. They could install on Wednesday, which was just a pain in the ass. Like they installed our AC and we also got a new furnace because that thing is just as old Mm -hmm. and was going to go out at any point too. Lesson learned. If you people are like, we need to get ours replaced, do it now. Do it now. Yeah. The prices only go up. Yeah. You know, I wish we would have done this a couple years ago when we got it fixed. We actually got a new compressor put in and the guy's like, oh, you've got two to three years. It's like a capacitor, I think. Or yeah, a capacitor. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever it was because I think compressors, once they go, you're, you're real fucked. 
still, I was just like, we should have just replaced it. But, you know, now's a good time to refinance your house and, you know, we're doing shit. Yeah, thankfully we were already looking into that to get some upgrades to the house that are needed. But that Wednesday was so stressful for us mm-hmm. just because we had the, the dudes came out at like 830 in the morning and they did not leave the house until like 637. Yeah, it was, it, they were, it was forever. Yeah, it took so long, and we've only got one bathroom in our house, so that was a pain. I remember at the end, I was so over them being here. I was just like, all right, guys, get out. i got to go to the bathroom. And I was just yeah. like, get the fuck out for a second. <laughs> I'm like, be nice. Be nice. <laughs> because, yeah, we get off work at 5, and I'm like, oh, maybe they'll be done before then. This house will be cool. I can take all the window units out. And the guys are like, oh, it'll maybe be like another hour and a half. And I'm just like, what? And this, this house is so small, we were stuck back in our office while we stayed in my room, um, or my office, because if we would have went in the living room, our dog Lily is very skittish of people, yeah. and she would have just been barking or freaking out the whole time, so we just stayed in my office, Yeah, which was not the most comfortable thing. No, and also to to go over is that the people had the people we went with had scheduled like duck cleaners to clean underneath the house and stuff and Mm -hmm. those guys arrived at like four o'clock and i got a message that they were coming and i'm like what are you guys doing here (laughs) because i asked the installers i'm like you guys got more people coming he's like no but i'm like what are you guys doing here and they're like oh we're here to do a full duct cleaning and that ended up causing a lot of problems because they stepped on each other's toes. Like yeah. the installers couldn't do things until the duct cleaners were done. The duct cleaners couldn't do something until the installers were done. It was a mess. And that ended up causing another issue, which is once they were finished installing, they GTFO'd. They got the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> they were like, here you go. Thank you. And my OCD kicked in again where I'm just like, I don't feel like this is that cold. Yeah. And we had another guy come out. Sure enough. It wasn't blowing properly or something like that. Mm-hmm. We've had those people come out a couple of times just because I'm like, I don't think this is right. Well, let me let me say there is a lesson. There's always a lesson. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. I love lessons. Uh, I'm cool with saying when I'm wrong and I've done something wrong. So uh, Amazon has these filters that you can put in your air vents. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I have allergies. This is going to help so much. You yeah. Know, a couple of our cats have allergies cool this is great i did not do my research um so the last guy that came out he really did a thorough job and he's like where's your vents at he picked one up saw that filter looked at me and just shook his head back and forth no like you know left to right yeah as as insane not the filter filters and i'm like no (laughs) because we ended up talking for a minute when he was out there he's like i'm gonna check your ac unit make sure all the numbers are right and he was like, well, what that's called is double filtering. He's like, you've got to filter in the unit. And he's like, and then, you know, that's processing and filtering out dirt and whatever. He's like, when you put those in there, like the unit doesn't know how hard to push or doesn't know how to, you know, what to set the temperature at very well. So it pushes harder, apparently. I still don't know the science. I don't know. If we get – if if any people are AC people and they like write in saying that guy didn't know what he was talking about, then you're off the hook. But, Mm -hmm. and I don't really blame you for anything. We needed the new one, but I was like, Oh, well, if the unit was pushing harder, does that mean that the old one could have gone out because of the double filtering? And he was like, possibly. Yeah. 
I came in and I was like, Shelly, you killed the old unit. Yeah, no. he yelled so hard at me. but <laughs> No, I was like, uh, <laughs> he told me something. But now that we've actually removed those filters, it is cooler in the house. Yeah, yeah, I think our old one, he told us how the new one works. And the old one was just like, no matter what, it would push the air out. But the new one has so many new features on it to where it like tries to regulate it. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like it, the dead spots in the house are gone. Mm-hmm. Like my room used to be freezing cold and it doesn't seem to be as much. Oh, that's good. Our room doesn't seem to be as cold anymore because our room used to be freezing cold, I felt like. Mm-hmm. All of that to say, that is why we did not do Drop Dead Fred. I did ask you that day after I had my little freak out. I was like, do you want to record? And you go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You just had a mini meltdown in here. <laughs> that is accurate. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, fuck. It's going to be so hot in here. Oh, my God. Son of a bitch. We were supposed to get my oil change in my car, and I'm like, cancel. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> yeah, you had already that. done that, which it ended up being a little nice that we just kind of hung around the house. That was like our do nothing weekend it was because we're like just don't move yeah don't create any kind of body heat we're just gonna sit and do nothing i know i put my fan from our bedroom i sleep with the fan on i put that in the living room i took my shirt off and i sat in front of it for the whole day (laughs) oh memories yeah and then i was like okay well once we've got the air unit in here let's never talk about this happening again (laughs) here we are yeah so all that to say that is why we did not have an episode. We had some shit going on in our lives, so please forgive us. Yeah, we wanted to give you quality over quantity, so <laughs> that's our excuse. Yeah, I can't imagine how hot it would have because every time we get done recording in this, my back office here, it's usually a little warmer because our we're, our hot breath. Yes, exactly. So I can't imagine what it would have been like, no air conditioning back here talking, and it would have warmed the house up that much quicker. But Drop Dead Fred. So if you're tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) So if you've skipped past all of that, we are now going to talk about Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. So you were very excited when we announced this and you had watched this, I'm assuming, previously like a lot. Did you see it a lot? Oh, man, when I was a kid, I don't know. I I think it's the same as that other movie that we saw. Shit. The Monsters Under the Bed. Oh, Little Monsters. Little Monsters, yeah. I think it's just me wanting a friend, honestly. Oh, yeah. And I know it's just because how I was raised, it, I I had friends, but not close friends. And certainly my parents were not my friends. Yeah. They were like abusers. Well, I was going to say, like, the mom in this movie is a real piece of shit. And I was hoping that this didn't bring up any kind of like flashbacks to to your mom being terrible to you. It reminded me of my stepmom a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I think it's just another thing that I could dream about having a drop-dead Fred yeah. <laughs> in my life. <laughs> well, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I did have two parents that are still together, and I still have a lot of issues and have a lot of issues with my mom. So Yeah, everybody. I, and parents do the best they can yeah you know except for yours well i think they did the best they could it just wasn't good yeah you know sometimes your best is still not good so um if you're a parent out there and you're like oh you know people talking about their bad parents you you know you're gonna make mistakes of course but if you love your kids and you genuinely want 
you know, the best for them, you're going to be a great parent. Whether, I mean, just like your parents, they just want the best for you. Did they mess up? Yeah. Yes. But they love you so much. I, and I know that, but was my mom emotionally crippling in in part? Yes. Absolutely. Um, But my parents are like, oh, you don't want to be a piece of shit? Bye. I'm like, okay. Yeah. See you later. Which that was like a big aha moment for you when we were in therapy. Yeah. We did couples therapy and. I mean, you know, we're just letting you guys in. <laughs> you are in our life. <laughs> but the guy was like, you know, you told him kind of about your family, and he was taken aback by them. But he did tell you, like, your family doesn't want you in their lives because you are unlike them. You are a good person, and all of your family, from what I hear, are terrible. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh. Yeah, that was very enlightening. Oh, I get it. Like, why why they want nothing to do with me? Because, yeah, they're pieces of shit, and they see me being a good person. <laughs> And they're like, we don't know you. <laughs> you. Yeah. You are not part of this family. You have not committed a crime. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we, we're we're getting behind the curtain here today. <laughs> uh, but Drop Dead Fred, I had seen this a lot as a kid, too. My parents actually thought it was very funny. That we, I remember watching it with them and my dad laughing quite a bit at it, which I watch it now and I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, there's curse words in there. Yeah, I thought it was like a kid's movie, but now that I watch it, I'm kind of like, oh, it's like a like a dark comedy. Yeah, but that's kind of, Little Monsters kind of has some stuff in it that I'm like, I would not let my kid watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So it's got Phoebe Cates and Rick Mayall as Drop Dead Fred. I found out reading the trivia for this that Rick Mayall died in 2014. What? I don't know what of, yeah, but he was... Um, the only other thing I think I've seen him in, I've probably seen him in other stuff, but that I know for sure was American Werewolf in London. Mm. Uh, at the bar that they go to at the beginning and in the middle of the movie, he's one of the guys just in the back. I think he may have a line or two. Oh, wow. But I read in the trivia that Robin Williams was considered for this role. Oh, man. Uh, you think it would have been better? I think it would have gotten more notice if he did do it. Mm. This, I was reading, was kind of a bomb. Oh, like okay. it, I don't think it did well in theaters, but I think it would have gotten more notice if it was him. And I think, yeah, maybe they could have spent. Well, they I don't even know if they could have afforded afforded could afford him. Yeah. With how the CGI is it? Was it CGI at that time? I think they have some in here. Yeah. When she sneezes. Yeah. That that I don't remember that being so terrible. But of course, I was a kid. So you don't notice it until you watch it as you're older. That's why it's like kind of fun to revisit movies that you loved or really watched a lot as a kid. And you're like, whoa, boy, I didn't remember that being so rough. Yeah. So the thing we, we can touch on first is that the mom is very terrible to this daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, we see her at the beginning of the movie reading like a, a book to her. But this I'm torn as like an adult now. I kind of am like this little girl is out of control. <laughs> She can be, but I think it's only because of her mom. I think, yeah, and Drop Dead Fred, like me being an adult, I'm kind of like, Fred, calm the fuck down. Yeah, he's a little much. I'm just, and as a kid, I was like, oh, he's so funny. Yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, dude, calm down. No, yeah, as a kid, I'm like, oh, that would be so awesome to do. But now as an adult, it's just, it's so funny how you think differently. But as an adult, I'm like, well, that's that's too much. Because he's, like, destroying shit. Like, when they make the mud pie in the kitchen, they're, like, destroying 
should they rob their own house? I'm just like, Jesus. Dog <laughs> shit on the carpet yeah, and on the couch. Had shampooed. Oh. 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 You see, as an adult and a homeowner, I'm just like, oh, God, I'm with the mom. <laughs> I just shampooed our carpets last weekend, and now, like, I know. You put dog shit in there. Yeah. I'm not happy. Our which... Chihuahua Odin likes to poop in there. And yeah. I, after you shampooed it, I went in there and saw some poop. I'm like, no. Which if you're like, oh, that's so gross. If you have an animal, they're going to shit in your house. I'm sorry. He, for some reason, is not easy to train like that. Like, Mm-mm. he goes on pee pads, but he will not poop outside. No. He, every once in a while. But it, it's a rare occasion. And he is on steroids, which do, does make you pee and poop more. Yeah. I mean, our German Shepherd Lily is great. Oh, she, yeah. yeah. I've never, I don't think she poops in here very often. I should say I if you have a small dog. Yeah. I've never had a lot of luck training small dogs to hold their their bowels yeah. or their bladder. He's in a uh, <laughs> he's in kind of a rut or like a routine right now where he's like, oh, I go in there and I poop in the bedroom. And he has an autoimmune disease, and we're like, we don't know how much time you have, so you could do whatever you want. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but basically, where we're at in this movie is it's Phoebe Cates, and she quit acting. Uh, I don't know how much longer after this to kind of raise a family with Kevin Klein. Okay. She hasn't been in very many movies that I am aware of, but um, she was very, very famous for Fast Times at Ridgemount High, mm-hmm. if you've seen that movie. Heard it, heard it. There's yeah. a scene where she takes her top off in the pool, and that's considered like one of the biggest moments of the 80s. Like, Nice. Yeah, this guy's having like a fantasy that he's like kissing her, and she takes her bikini top off, and people always, whenever they're like, oh, Fast Times at Ridgemount High, Phoebe Cates. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. So she was very popular and, and know, well known for that, of course, but she's been in a bunch of stuff. But she, in this movie, is starting off, she is broken up with her husband? Yes, yeah, husband. Charles, played by Tim Matheson, who was in Animal House, been in a ton of stuff as well. He's like a Ferrari salesman or yeah. some sports car salesman. That thinks he's the shit. Because it starts off with her like wanting to get back with him. Mm. And she's pepping herself up to go into this car dealership to get him back. Like, I forgive you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's what I was like. A 90s Phoebe Cates is trying to be like, please come back to me. Please she, come back to me. And she's dressed very, I don't know what, it, like. Modestly. Yeah. She's got like a long skirt on. Mm-hmm. Like everything is covered. You have, there's no imagination you can go with, with what she's wearing. Yeah. I guess they're trying to make her dumpy, but I'm like, it's Phoebe Cates. She's a very beautiful woman. I mean, yeah. but, you know, that's that's how it is. And, you know, Tim Matheson at this point is like, no, no, I don't want you back. Yeah. He's with oh. Annabella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't forget that. Yeah. There is a woman in this place that comes looking at the cars that he goes on like a joyride with because I think she follows him, right? In her car. Mm. And you hear him talking to this lady in this Ferrari or whatever, and he's like, Oh, these cars look great topless. And she's like, well, the car should reflect its owner. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, okay, this guy's a scumbag. And she's like, please take me back. Yeah, she's trying. And he is a gaslighter. Yeah. Of the biggest sorts. Like, just, oh, he gaslights the fuck out of her. Uh, I mean, yeah. And so everybody in her life, except Fred, pretty much is. Her mom's, like, blaming her for her dad leaving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. This is uh, indicative of the 90s at this point here. Phoebe Cates has to pull over to find a phone booth. <laughs> so she parks on the side of the road and walks over to this phone booth to call, I'm assuming, 
Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As she's talking to her, we see in the background this dude breaks her car window and steals her purse. No. And then after that, some dude gets into her car and drives off with it. He's like, oh, there's a broken window and the keys are in the car. He's like, hello. Here we go. I had some big questions about this because she goes back to her job, which we find out she's a court reporter. Mm. And like everybody in this court is waiting for her. And she walks in and she's like, I lost my car, my purse, my husband. She's like, I'm so sorry. And the judge is like, come up here. And he goes, you're fired. And I'm like, can the judge fire a court reporter? Who knows? I don't know. If I was the guy that's on trial, I'd be like, is this going to get a mistrial? (laughs) He fired the reporter. Yeah. Can we just go now? I got off for triple murder because he fired the court reporter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know. I I didn't look that up or anything. But I'm like, I guess the the judge could ask for a new one. But I'm like, isn't she employed probably by the state, I would think? You would think that they would have had somebody else come in already. Because how late is she? She's probably super late. I know. She had to walk back to the courthouse, I imagine, or take a... Take a cab, which I didn't know where this was set when we first watched it. But in the trivia, apparently this is set in Minneapolis. Mm. And a lot of the sets that they built are on Prince's set that he, his studio that he owned. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. And he would go and said he would visit the sets at night when no one was around. Aw. And I'm just imagining Prince like playing on these sets. <laughs> like, especially the one at the end where, you know, it's like the... The crazy version of the house. Yeah. It's like his prince trying to run up that wall like like uh, Drop Dead Fred does. He's like, I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fun. But they filmed it in Minneapolis because it was cheap, I guess, at the time. Yeah, I guess a lesson we can learn here is don't try to win your husband back on your lunch break. I know. It's, it may take more than an hour. Yeah. And, and, you know, your car could get stolen, shit can happen, so maybe just wait until after work. Yeah. Although I did get broken up with over my lunch break one time. Oh, that's uh, awful. You got to go back to work after that? <laughs> well, when, it, when I was working at Chase Bank, um, like, it was a couple of years before we even met, but this girl that I was dating worked at Hallmark, and I went and visited her, and her boss was there at the time, and I didn't say anything to her. She just saw me standing there kind of, like, waiting to talk to her if she was available, and she got pretty mad at that, freaked out that her boss would be upset with that and, and broke up with me. Aww. So it happens. A lot can happen over a lunch break. It can, as evidently. We <laughs> as we see her walking out of the courthouse with all of her stuff, because she can somehow be fired by the judge, she runs in to Mickey Butts, <laughs> which is an unfortunate name. I I went to school with a guy that his last name was Butts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an unfortunate name. This dude, uh, his name's Ron Eldard. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in ER as a, he dated Nurse Hathaway. What was her first name? Anyway, died in a fire, I think, in season two, if I remember right. Poor guy. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. And, but he is like, oh, hey, we used to know each other as kids. And this dude has a lot of problems, I think. I thought he was a jerk because he intentionally tripped her. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He stuck his foot out, and she tripped right over it, and all of her shit went everywhere. He's he's definitely got a lot of problems. He, he talks about how he's gotten divorced, which I wonder why. We'll mm. realize later why. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get our first kind of like talking about Drop Dead Fred here because he's like, oh, you shaved my cat. And <laughs> we cut back to this 
cat, we see like Fred's hand holding this cat. And this big fluffy cat, like the middle of it, has been shaved completely. No, that's funny. And I was like, oh, they really did that to this cat. <laughs> yeah, they would have had to. I should have thought that's fine. Yes, I'm, I should have thought to look for that stamp at the end where it was like no animals were harmed in the making of this. And uh, also, he was like, you threw paint on my grandmother. And there's this, it flashes to this old woman doing gardening, and then she's just like, Grandma Butts, and she throws a shit ton of paint on her. Man. Which apparently in real life was yogurt. And this woman was like the mother of one of the people who wrote it or direct, I think wrote it. Oh, wow. And the lady was like, oh, I found yogurt in my ear like a week later. Oh, my gosh. I bet. (laughs) Because it was like right at the side of her. Yeah. Oh, poor lady. That's like Maynard from Tool. He used to paint himself all the time. And he said he would like find underwear that had blue paint on it still like years (laughs) later. But this dude, Mickey, is you can tell he's like wanting to get with her or like be with her for a bit get to know her again mm. he does see, he says he has a daughter and he just seems kind of out there especially later when they go out to lunch together this dude has got problems he's got big problems yes <laughs> which i get it he's like oh you're so free you know i wish i could be free and not have to like worry about what other people think i'm gonna fucking throw this food at people's face uh, there's a there's a way you could be free and not be a complete asshole i know <laughs> But Phoebe Cates does go back to her apartment, and her mom is there. And this is where we, we definitely get more of her mother's attitude, because the mother's like, oh, come live with me. I've got all your I've got your room made up, and I just shampooed the carpet. And Phoebe Cates says something like, oh. She's like, oh? Oh, I'm your mother, and all you've got to say to me is, oh? Mm. I'm just like, oh, lady. Like, nothing is good enough. Not at all, yeah. And she's like, thanks, mother. And she's like, that's a good girl. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because basically what's going on here is that since Tim Mathis and Charles has moved out, Phoebe Cates, she still has this apartment. She goes back to it later, but she's going to go live with her mom, which would be a terrible idea if I think. Well, I think she still shares it with Charles. I know. And she does go back to it later trying to find him or wait for him. But yeah, I'd be like, I'm going to find my own apartment. I'm not going to go live with my parents again. Oh, yeah. Well, she's jobless. True. She doesn't have money, but I tell you, I broke up with somebody. Well, you know, it it came to a point where it was just like, we've got to break up. Yeah. But we still had a lease, and I didn't have anywhere to go. So I'm like, we're going to be living together. Oh, geez. So we lived together for three months until I found the house that we're in today. Yikes. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah, it was. So we do get to see her house here. The mom, you know, she's like, oh, the carpet is shampooed don't do anything here hint hint <laughs> some nothing better happen to this soon but as phoebe cates is walking around her room that is nothing but like super pink Oof. she finds a jack-in-the-box that's all taped up no what what's this i don't know but childhood memory if you take out the silly music in here that's like this could be a horror movie she finds the jack in the box and it's like, wow, <laughs> God damn. Um, we, we get flashbacks to her childhood every now and again. And this is one where it shows her as a little girl and she's laying in bed and you see Fred's hand come out above her head and he smacks her in the head. Like hard. Yeah. And then that's it. She starts screaming. Yeah. And it's like. This is a horror movie. Like, I'm surprised I wasn't as a kid being like, is Fred going to get me? I know. <laughs> but we're 
like, oh, he's so cool. He's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, later that night, she is sleeping, and the jack-in-the-box does start to turn by itself. Oh, yeah, the little wheel thingy, or the, is that what it would be Yeah, called? like the crank or whatever. I, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, you're cranking. I'm cranking. Yeah, it starts to turn, like, do 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 and yeah. she rips the tape off, and this very poorly looking doll type thing bounces around yeah i mean i don't remember did this i didn't look it up when this came out but i mean in the 90s so it it doesn't look great 91 yeah i'm not sure what they could have done to make it better i mean like a light maybe like a little light or something i'm sure it'd be easier to do a light than like a tiny little doll bouncing everywhere true okay but i put it in my notes here that Fred is riffing like he is Robin Williams. Yes, right? Because he is going like 100 miles an hour every time with everything. Maybe they're like, we couldn't afford Robin Williams, so we're going to need you to act like him. I know. And I wrote in my notes as well that she's not freaked out by any of this. She's just sitting here watching it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, what is this? Oh, okay. All right. Fred's going 100 miles an hour. Like I said, here he gets the dolls and he's like, oh, dolls, oh, it's time to die. Rips them apart. Jeez. It's a lot. Like, I was getting a little anxious. Yeah. Because he sees her and he's like, oh, my God, you grew up. Yeah, you're so disgusting or gross or something like that. Yeah, he's like, like, gross, you dumb bitch or whatever. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) wow. He's like, dumb bitch. He's like cursing and stuff. I'm like, whoa, I don't remember that all the time. (laughs) He's like, well, where are all the toys in the room here? And she's like, I grew up. I I don't know what you want. (laughs) And he's like. Oh, you're an adult. Great. There's lots of stuff to break. Mm. Yeah, he does have kind of a British accent. Well, the actor is British. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, still, there's some British a- uh, actors that are don't sound British. Well, I want to know what's the deal with her dad, because her dad's British, and they never, like, explain it. I mean, mm-hmm. you never really need to have it explained, I guess, but this dude's British, living in Minneapolis. Maybe he just moved here, but, you know, the daughter's fucking destroying everything and the mom's like she is a real pain and he's like well we just need to love her we need to love her with all of our hearts mm-hmm. and i'm like british dad where'd you come from <laughs> he's like oh you're still gonna be awful i'm leaving you guys yeah well i read in the notes that they were like oh drop dead fred is british because it's her imagination of what she wants her dad to be because he left well okay that kind of makes sense I'm like, i'll buy that so this is the scene where he runs downstairs, he goes outside, and he comes back in walking on his hands because he has dog poo on his shoes. Mm. And he's like, dog poo, dog poo, smelly, smelly dog poo. <laughs> yes, that's so fun. Yeah, and he does like a flip into the living room that's been shampooed, and he starts rubbing his shoes on everything. God damn him. Yeah, on the white couch, he's like yeah. rubbing it. Oh, I cannot blame her mom for being upset for this. I know. Yeah, I would be very upset. So he gets the idea where he was like, oh, here's what we're going to do next is it's the 1800s and your mom has like an inkwell that she uses to write (laughs) notes with apparently for some reason. I'm going to dump this shit all over the carpet. And she talks him out of it by saying, let's play hide and seek. He wants to write Mother Sucks on the carpet. Oh, right. In the ink. Yeah. <laughs> because the one thing he keeps calling the mom is mega bitch. Yeah. I th- maybe that's why I really like this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the mega beast or the hog, be- the hog beast or mega bitch, something like that. I'm like, yeah. 
I can relate. She's like, well, let's play hide and seek. And he's like, I love hide and seek. <laughs> and he throws the inkwell in the air as he runs off and she dives and catches it right before it spills. Shoo. Yeah. Perfect catch. So I guess she just is like, fuck him. I'm going to go ahead and go back to sleep because she wakes <laughs> up in the next morning and she wakes up to see her mom scrubbing the carpet. And her mom's like, you were here one day and you've already fucked things up. Yeah. And I think she probably thought this was all just a dream. Yeah. Until she saw her mom scrubbing the carpet. Yeah. She's like, oh, thank God it was just a dream. Oh, my God. It's real. Mm-hmm. Which I would like it to be at the end. It's like a Fight Club-esque twist where it's like, there was no Drop Dead Fred. It's been you the whole time. No! <laughs> Flashes back to her smearing poop on the ground. Me being like, she'd be crazy. Yeah. Well, she is kind of crazy. Yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, there is a funny line here where she is like, Mom, do you remember about a, an imaginary friend I had as a kid? And the mom's like, no, I don't remember Drop Dead Fred. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Fred comes in again and starts going crazy. He's like, you know, he sees the mom and he's like, oh, the mega bitch. <laughs> he's like, get me a chainsaw. And he talked about like cutting her up and shit like that. Killing her. Jeez, it's dark. Um, She does like breathe next to him because she can't see him. And he's like, oh, she got me. She got me with the death breath. <laughs> Some of these things are so funny. Yeah. Um, She closes the fr- refrigerator door on his head and he pulls it out. And he's got like this big pancake head, mm-hmm. which kind of freaky. <laughs> It's it's a little weird. Yeah, he rubs his hand on his forehead like, "Woo, I got out," and he realizes how wide it is. He's like, oh, oh. and then he then he's trying to push it back together, and he's like, "I can't." <laughs> yeah, he said, "The evil bitch squashed my head. The mega bitch reigns supreme." Oh, he fixes his head, and he falls on the ground and slides underneath the mom's dress, and he looks at her, and he's like, "Cobwebs." <laughs> And Phoebe Cates, like, laughs really hard at that. I did not understand that as a kid, but I was like, okay, well, that's funny. I mean, somebody's got cobwebs? Yeah. As a kid, you're like, oh, that's funny. Like, cobwebs up there. But now you're like, oh, she hasn't gotten laid. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit. Um, and her mom, as she's laughing, says, like, no wonder you got divorced. You can't make any marriage work. Oh, and you're just like, God damn, lady. That's, that's, that's bad. So Fred and her go outside, and he realizes that she's been married and makes a joke about her doing it like pigeons at some point. (laughs) But he says, like, he can't go home because she's unhappy. He can't leave until she's happy again. So he's, like, stuck. And she's like, well, I don't need your help now. I've never needed your help. Please go away. And he kicks her in the shins and says, I hope you die horribly. You know, just like a good friend would. I don't know if he was trying to kill himself here, but he runs out. Into- yes, he is, because he runs yeah. and stands out in the middle of the road. And he gets hit by a fire truck. And all you see is his shoes left in the road. <laughs> and here we go with another flashback to this. This one was way too much for me, because this is where they play robbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fred wakes her up in the middle of the night as a kid and says, we've got to play robbers. He gives her, like, a little shirt that he's made with, like, black stripes on it. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's that was a thing. Well, you see it in like old comics and stuff like that. Like the robbers would have like a black hat on and like the white and black shirt. Yeah. So, so th- this is where yeah they start stealing all this shit. Like they put like an expensive teapot in there and it breaks. It sounds like yeah, like the silverware, the jewelry in the house. Yeah, 
we this is the first time I think we see it here, but she is allergic to flowers or the certain type because he's like, oh, no flowers. And she sneezes and knocks him across the room. Gladiolas. Oh, nice. I did not write that down. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like gladiolas. <laughs> and you get to see the special effects are not that great. Him bouncing around this room. <laughs> yeah, I think when the first time we did that, I was like, oh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> that is bad. Well, he gets up and he's like, okay, now we've got to bury all this treasure in the yard. And he's like, don't worry, I'll open this window. You've got to do it with finesse. And he just smashes through it. And he's like, I love the sound of breaking glass. Yeah, that's a whole thing, too, is I love the sound of breaking glass. Yeah, I just realized he's like, I've got to open this with finesse. And he pulls a hammer out. (laughs) He's like, oh, that's pretty funny. (laughs) The parents have woken up. Her dad is still here at this time. And they think, they rightly so believe that they're getting robbed. You know, not by their daughter, but by somebody. (laughs) There is kind of a funny scene here where the dad is trying to open their bedroom door. And every time he moves it a little bit, the mom says like, shh. He's like, open, shh. Open a little bit, shh. He's like, shh. He like can't even open it that much because she keeps telling him to be quiet. I thought that's kind of funny. Okay. I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I know they they call the police, but and this is another thing that didn't really make much sense to me because Phoebe, young Phoebe Cates and Fred are burying this treasure in the front yard, mm-hmm. and the cops show up and they like basically walk right by her into yeah. the house. <laughs> yeah, they have their lights flashing. They don't even see her at all. I know, and I was like, you walked right by her. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because the dad f- doesn't realize that those are the cops you think the cops would have identified themselves as they walked in but the dad jumps on this first duty season and it's a cop and they roll down the stairs and they end up arresting the dad which i think is like why why would you do that he was just trying to i don't know, defend his home to it- make it yeah, worse. That... I, I guess, yeah, I guess to make it worse. But I was just like, why would that happen? I mean, I guess tackling a cop is not the best thing, but they didn't announce themselves. So how's he supposed to know? I don't know. Yeah, I'd be like, that would be an easy thing to get dismissed, I bet. I'd be like, I thought you were the robber because you entered my house. You didn't say anything. Yeah. Which now that's very normal. Cops don't enter your house and say anything. They just shoot you without even looking. Mm-hmm. This movie was ahead of its time. Yeah. <laughs> Not all cops are bad, but, you know. Yeah, if they wanted it to be more realistic, is the cops would have shot him as soon as he jumped out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been like today. And if he was of a different color. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's British, so there's like, he's not American! Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> it's coming right for us! No, um, That's dark. They are sitting in the tree watching their dad get taken away. And you think, I know she's a little kid, but you think she would understand, like, guilt? Being like, oh, my dad's getting arrested, or my dad's in trouble because of what I just did. She does say, like, oh, maybe mom is right. I never do anything right. Yeah, and Fred is very kind here. He was like, no, no, don't ever listen to your mom, and don't ever turn out like her because she says mean things to you. Mm-hmm. And she's always fighting with your dad. Which I should have been like, that should have hit me as a kid, but I was so naive at the time where I was like, huh. That sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah, that is one thing your parents do well, is bicker. Yeah, it's not like out out and out fighting, it's just bickering. Yeah, exactly. So back in the present now, Phoebe's mom takes her out to get a makeover. (laughs) And the funny thing is, is that 
she looked exactly like her mom. Oh, that's awful. They're wearing like the same outfit and like got the same hair. Of course he's going to love you now because you're just like me. See, I had a memory that the, that Charles was cheating on her with the mom. I misremembered that. Ooh, that would have been something. I, I, For some reason, it is stuck in my head when he was like, I'm your fella, Annabella. That was like burned into my memory when we were talking about this movie. Yeah. I was like, he says that, and then at the end, there's like a weird fever dream of them going into this imaginary land. But I was like, and he's cheating on her with the mom. Hmm. But that's not true. If the mom's name was Annabella, then we could do that. I know, yeah. Um, as they get back to the mom's house, they find a note from Charles, and Charles is like, please come back to me. I love you so much. And she's like, oh my God, Charles wants me back. Oh God. <laughs> Forget that he's slept with this lady. Yeah, she drops everything and runs back to her apartment. He is not there, but Fred pops out of nowhere, and she screams, and he asks her if she shit herself. Oh. He's like, did you shit yourself? I miss that. Yeah. And Fred's like, you idiot, I wrote that note from Charles. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of mean. That's very mean. That's heartbreaking. And he realizes that he's screwed up because she sits down heartbroken and he's trying to cheer her up. He, like, folds his ear in on itself and, like, makes it pop out. Mm-hmm. He pulls out, like, an old Oreo that's got, like, a shit ton of dust and dirt on it. He's like, I want an Oreo. Oh. She has a very heartfelt moment where she talks about, like, why she loved Charles, you know? like, And we see another flashback here where I'm assuming they were happy at the time, but she would, they would wake up in the morning and she would tell Charles not to go in, being like, oh, please just stay with me today. She would shave him in the mornings. I have never done that. I've never heard of that, but yeah, there's a scene where she's, like, shaving him, and I think, doesn't she cut him? Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh, I'm like, yeah, that's why you don't have someone else do it. Yeah, and in the morning, like, when she was grabbing him, saying, don't go, it was, like, around his waist, like, kind of like a kid would do. I think we're supposed to realize that she's very codependent. Yes. Because later she's like, oh, I can't be alone. Oh, very, yeah, extremely, which, I mean, her mom doesn't help her feel that way, you know, not feel that way. Yeah. Her mom doesn't give her that independence. Right. I mean, in the big turn at the end, the mom, we realize, doesn't want to be lonely either, but... For me, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, she does have this heartfelt moment of all the things, you know, we get that flashback and Fred then starts to pretend to throw up everywhere because he just can't take it. Yeah. Uh, this is possibly the scariest moment of the movie because at night, Phoebe Cates sneaks out of her apartment and as she gets out, she sneaks past Fred who is sleeping upside down like a bat. Yeah. And he opens his eyes because he hears her leave and he's got green eyes. Like, why? I don't know. Why does he have to be so evil? That's some scary shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's sleeping upside down with green eyes that never comes back. Yeek. Phoebe Cates has snuck off to Carrie Fisher's houseboat. Which... <laughs> this has got to be like the funniest. Yeah, which is... Carrie Fisher is amazing. Oh, yeah. She's great in this. Apparently she rewrote some of this script of her dialogue, I guess. Oh, okay. Which I found out that she is... Uh, a big writer back in the day you know she used to punch up scripts they'd be like oh we need help with this script give it to carrie fisher and she would like write some stuff for it nice so she wrote most of her dialogue i think i read uh she also at one point in the movie said may the force be with you (laughs) because you know she was in star wars uh they cut it out for fear of being sued by george lucas (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah that's that's not good copyright is a thing (laughs) 
yes, Phoebe Cates goes to this houseboat, which I cannot imagine how much having a houseboat would be. And this is a pretty nice one. It's a very nice houseboat, but I would imagine you've got to pay for the spot that it's at. Yep. Yeah, and you rent it. You can't buy a spot. No. Yeah, I mean, you could just get up and go wherever you want, but you got to pay and... It just seems like having a houseboat would be a huge ass problem. Yeah, this one is like a houseboat that they've made casinos out of. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was. They had like the little wheel things on the back. I don't know yeah. what they're called. It's like the Branson Bell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mark Twain's riding on this thing. Yeah, just uh, Google Branson Bell if you're not sure what that looks yeah, like. Yeah, it looks exactly like this. <laughs> and. Like a mini version of the Branson Bell, but anyway. I wouldn't want to live in one because it just seems like it would be a, a huge pain, like the upkeep, and it's not that big. She does have two levels though, because the joke is that she's having sex with this old dude. <laughs> yeah, married dude. She does say to her, uh, Phoebe Cates is like, "Please, can I stay the night here?" And she's like, "I hear you knocking, but you can't come in." <laughs> She wears her down, and Phoebe Cates is like, fine, of course it had to be this night. We see this old dude, and he's like, are you coming back to bed? Mm-hmm. Where, like, they, apparently, it's implied that they've just been going all night. Yeah, his name is Merv. <laughs> yeah. So Phoebe Cates does end up getting to stay the night, and we see another flashback of Fred cutting her hair as a little kid. Yeah. And as Phoebe Cates wakes up, her hair has been cut, too. Oh. It's got, like, a huge chunk cut out of it what, did you cut your hair as a kid once mm-hmm. once i cut a huge chunk out of it at the front here oh yeah. and i hid it underneath the coffee table in the living room <laughs> i was young and i was like they'll never know my sister came in and was like dear god you cut your hair because i was at home with my sister <laughs> and so like everybody knew and i remember being picked up after school and my dad just being like he got some scissors and he cut his own hair I tried to cut my own bangs. Yeah. It did not go well. Oh, really? <laughs> my stepmom was so mad. Oh, no. Like, furious. Oh, uh, that sucks. See, I was just a stupid kid just being like, Ugh, and I just grabbed a big old chunk of it and just went. <laughs> yeah, I think every kid has done that. You're just so curious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, the re- that's why I remember is just because it was just like, uh, oh, I never did it again. That's, yeah. Let's just say that. Same. Same. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh my God, Scott, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> people should really think that Phoebe Cates is crazy because she keeps saying like Fred did everything to these people. Carrie Fisher is like, oh my God, you cut your hair? And she's like, no, Fred did it. He's my imaginary friend. And this dude Merv is like, I never had imaginary friends as a kid. Just wet dreams. Oh. oh. Nobody needs to know that. At all. Carrie Fisher and Merv leave for the day, and she's like, here, just hang out on my houseboat, you psychopath. Yeah, what could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing could go wrong. You just relax with your imaginary friend. Yeah, well, Phoebe Cates is drinking her coffee and sees Charles drive by, and she goes, that's our boat. I'm like, damn. What? Rich as fuck. Could you just withdraw some money out of the bank and get your own apartment? I guess, yeah. I, I don't know, but... So she tries to catch up with him by driving this boat. What? Like, what? what? How do you know? You have to, like, it is tied to a dock. Yes. You have to untie it from a dock. And I'm sure this thing has, like, fucking an anchor of some shit. 
I don't know. Yeah. Or I, I wouldn't even know where to begin to drive this thing. No. No. And how, how, yeah, how does she know? It's not, this houseboat is not going to be like any other boat. It's it's going to be, there's a lot more levers and buttons and stuff like that. Yeah, things you wouldn't even know. But it does give us a funny scene. Yeah, because Fred shows up here and he's dressed as a pirate. <laughs> and of course. She, she's trying to drive this boat and he like presses all these buttons and some some alarm goes off and he goes down to like the engine to fix it. He fixes it by taking like a wrench to the things and breaking all the dials. Smashing, yeah, because <laughs> that's how you fix things. You just smash it. Yeah, well, water starts pouring out of everywhere and it cuts and we see this boat sink below the water. Oh, yeah. It sinks fast, too. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So she as an adult should be like, I, well, I guess she can't get rid of Fred, but like, dear God, this man is insane. Let's Let's just go to the hospital right now. And tell them you need to be admitted. Right. I need help. I am seeing things. (laughs) You would think the mom would have taken her to a therapist as a kid and not as just an adult. Well, later on, they do go see somebody. And I think that she saw him as a kid, too. Didn't give her the magic green pills? No. All right. So it cuts to Phoebe Cates walking in this big law firm, I'm assuming, because Carrie Fisher and Merv are in a big office meeting. It's fancy. Phoebe Cates is, like, soaked to the bone. She's, like, trailing water as she's walking. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Fisher has the patience of a saint in this because Phoebe Cates is like, please come out here. And she leaves this big meeting, and she's like, remember how you had a houseboat? Well, Drop Dead Fred sank it. And I'd be like, oh, I'm calling the cops on you for destroying my house. Yeah, you're no longer my friend. At all. <laughs> get, get out. <laughs> Yeah, because the joke is, is Phoebe Cates sees Fred, he's in like a green business suit now, and he's got like his hair slicked back, and he's like talking to Murray or Merv, whatever, and he's like, that's right, Merv, we're not going to take any crap from them. Like he's in a big (laughs) business meeting, and she's like, drop dead Fred's in your chair right now. She goes, oh, really? And Carrie Fisher goes in, gets the chair, brings it outside of the office meeting. But it has like a window where you could see out in the... Like the, the lobby, hall. yeah, yeah. The hall. So it's not like she's being conspicuous. I know really. all these lawyers or whatever are watching her as she does this, and Fred is no longer in the chair. He's standing by Phoebe Cates, and Carrie Fisher's like, "Is he in this chair right now?" And he makes her nod her head. He yes. like takes his yeah. hand and nods her head, and so Carrie Fisher just starts imaginary, like strangling this imaginary person. <laughs> she's like, "This is for my boat. This is for my boat." And I'm like, "You, no, you." can't see him he's like if if andrew my best friend was like my imaginary friend did this like he fucked up your car or something i wouldn't be like oh he's standing right beside you fuck you (laughs) be like just be like you fucked up my car i see what you've done yeah yeah. and an imaginary friend you can't oh you can't really hurt them Yeah. yeah they're not real she says this is for my boat and this is for ruining my one shtup a month when Murray's wife is out of town. Oh. Like, in front of everybody. Oh, boy. And I'm like, why would you say this stuff? I think she was maybe upset that her boat got sank, and this is how she was letting out some frustration, but um, not the good time. Not I know. Time. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely strange. Like, normal people wouldn't act like this. No. Mm-mm. So if that scene wasn't awkward enough, we now go to the lunch scene mm. where she goes out with Mickey. 
yeah. to this restaurant that I guess is in a mall. Something. Because she walks out of it and she's in like a mall here in just a minute. Yeah. It's like a fine dining uh, Italian place. In a mall. In and a I mean, mall. I know this was the 90s, but I don't think our mall ever had anything nice like that. No. In fact, it's just now gotten, you know, nicer-ish. What was that restaurant that used to be in there? It wasn't Ruby Tuesdays, was it? I think they still have a <laughs> She's just snoring like crazy. Yeah. Our dog is snoring, if you can hear. Yeah. I'm thinking it probably won't pick it up, but. Yeah. Uh, I think, I thought Ruby's Tuesdays was still there. It was like the only one. But anyway, I don't know. There's a five guys there now around. Yeah, that's fancy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well. It's expensive, so it's got to be fancy. Yeah. It just makes me laugh because you want to talk about, dude, Mickey, get out of here as fast as you can. He's like, well, I've never been here. And she's like, yeah, this was Charles's favorite restaurant. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, okay. I can tell you're not over your ex. But it's funny. Maybe Charles is not as suave as we think because his favorite restaurant was like an an Italian place in a mall. <laughs> yeah, he's fake as fuck. He's like, oh, I loved the Ruby Tuesdays in the mall. That's my favorite <laughs> restaurant. It has a great salad bar. <laughs> Their uh, Parmesan sliders are the best I've ever had. <laughs> Uh, Mickey has like a little earring here I noticed in the movie. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, he's a badass. It is not sexy at all. This scene is pretty funny, though, because Fred is messing with her. He does have a funny line where uh, Fred says to Mickey, he, he's sitting next to Phoebe Cates, he's like, he's like, we're not kids anymore, we're all grown-ups. Like, he's like mm-hmm. pretending to be grown-ups, pretty funny. But he makes her like knock over a glass of water, and her, he's holding her hands and making her arms do stuff, but to Mickey, it looks like she's doing it. Yeah. So when she keeps dumping the water out, he, like, makes her shake it a few times, like, <laughs> <laughs> like dumping it. It's very funny, physical comedy. It is. It is. She does pick up, like, a salad, I think, and throw it over her head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fred makes her pick it up and throw it. She's like, <laughs> and, and Mickey, this whole time, is just looking at her, like, in awe. Like, man. I want to do this. Yeah, when when she knocks the water over, he's like, why did you do that? She's like, I just felt like doing it. She's trying to cover. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow. He's like, wow, I wish I could be like you. <laughs> like, you're so free and you do whatever you want. Like every red flag that somebody could give you. And he's just like, that's amazing. You're just, you're so free. And like, he's making excuses for everything because he wants to be with her so bad. I know. Yeah. He knocks over a glass of water and he's like laughing maniacally like a kid. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I wish I could be like you. And then he starts throwing food at people. Yeah. Um, The waiter like comes up to him and he's like, "Uh, sir, please. And he like knocks all the food out of his hand. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah. (laughs) Like he's laughing like a kid. And I'm like. This guy's got problems, too. And, you know, of course, they get thrown out. Yeah, there is kind of a funny moment where she says she forgot something. <laughs> her like Her dress. Her, yeah. And Ron's like, or Mickey, Ron Eldard's like, well, I'll go back and get it. And he, like, runs through a bunch of waiters to get it. I'm like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, because the whole thing is that she's getting a dress to go to this fancy wine thing that Charles is putting on. Yeah. So. Like this Greek party we see in a minute. Something. So she goes from this fancy ass $100 a plate restaurant, I'm assuming, to the local mall that's right in there. And maybe this mall is high class because there's a full orchestra performing there. Yeah. 
And she has, like, a huge argument with Fred saying she doesn't want him to be around her, you know, and all this bullshit. And she sits down at this orchestra. She's, like, yelling at herself, if I remember, like, having an argument with him, like, right in the middle of all these people. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't look good. So she just sits down, hoping no one remembers that she was just screaming to herself. (laughs) And she sees that Fred is in the orchestra playing, like, playing very badly on this violin. Yeah, and to her, it's just kind of like nails on a chalkboard, just awful. Yeah, it's terrible. He's playing very poorly, and she walks up and knocks the violin, breaking it out of his hands, and it turns out it's a woman. Yeah, which it never showed that he could actually, like, pose as somebody. As other people, or, like, make her believe that he's another person. Yeah, this is the first time that's happened. I don't know. I just imagine him being like, you know that guy you had sex with last week? That was me. (laughs) Man. You dumb bitch. (laughs) That's awful. Well, we'll get to the weird sexuality part at the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, We cut to the mom just bailing Phoebe Cates out. And she's like, like, why would you bring such a rare violin to an orchestra in the mall? Or something like that. Oh, yeah. Because it's not her daughter's fault. Which, I don't know. It's just always somebody else's fault yeah anything anytime she can belittle somebody she does it yeah i know well now we are getting to the doctor and she takes her to what seems to be like a child doctor that's why i'm thinking it was her child psychologist probably because yeah there's all these kids in there and this doctor is dubbed over meaning that it's not his real voice that's right i totally forgot he says something but you can hear this guy that sounds like he's like in a studio not in a real like room he's like okay yeah just uh can i talk to you for a minute (laughs) and i'm like that's not that guy's voice why did they do that we even re-listened to it because it's just so bad yeah but it is another kind of funny moment that phoebe cates is sitting next to this woman in here and this woman's trying to get like information like oh, is your kid being talked to? Or you have a kid here? And she's like, no, I have an imaginary friend. (laughs) And this woman's like, oh. Oh, I'm going to continue reading my magazine. So this is where it all gets pretty fucking weird, is that Phoebe Cates cannot see them, but all of these kids in this waiting room all have their own imaginary friends. Yes, because Drop Dead Fred can see them. There's one in there called Go to Hell Herbert. Yeah. He's like, go to hell, Herbert! Nah. There's a dude wearing, like, a uh, old-time workout. He's got, like, a wife beater on, onesie. Yeah. And he is hairy as can be. He's, like, a workout dude. There's one guy that can, like, rip pieces of his face off. Like, Velcro? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little strange. It is very, very strange. Uh, anyway, they're all dancing around, and Phoebe Cates, from her pers- her perspective, it looks like... He's just dancing by himself, but they're all like freaking out. They're like, oh, Fred, hey, and they're dancing around this room. Yeah, it's kind of neat where we get like her perspective and then Fred's perspective. You know, we could see all of the imaginary friends and then we just see her side and, and it's it was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, for real. There, there's a dude who's got like an ear on his forehead or something like that. And he runs into like a door and his head explodes. I thought that was the Velcro guy. Oh, it could be. I wish I would. I should have looked up pictures of him because I just remember they're talking and the doctor is basically recommending her to take these green pills. Mm-hmm. And all the p- other fake imaginary friends are like, oh, Fred, don't let her take those pills. And the Velcro dude like takes Velcro off of his neck. 
And he was like, oh, you remember this other imaginary friend? Well, his girl took the pills. And after that, he went, and he rips the Velcro off his throat. Oh, man. That's no good. Basically mean you're gone forever. You never come back. Yeah, this straightens your brain out so you don't see the imaginary friend. (laughs) (laughs) Now we get a crazy moment where this... They hire this nurse. Nurse Ratchet is who I call her. Yeah, like the Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's her name in that movie. But Mm -hmm. she says something of like, oh, if you try anything, I'm a black belt and I will break you. And she's like, conscious or unconscious, you will behave. Oh, man. Like, your mom just hired herself. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's, It's crazy. And Mickey stops by and he's like oh i want to give her a present and the mom's like she's not here and Mm. turns him away and we get another flashback here now where phoebe cates is remembering how they made a mud pie yeah fred's like you remember that time when we asked your dad to throw your mom out the window (laughs) and then it it reminded us of the time when they made a, a mud pie yeah it shows Phoebe Kate, young Phoebe Cates is getting her hair cut by her mom, and her mom's like, sit still! Which I have to say, this little girl is the cutest. She's very cute. I wonder, she's probably passed away of old age at this point. No. <laughs> no, I wonder, I, I don't know. She, I was probably her age. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. In the 90s. You were her age, but now she's older than us. Well, maybe, no, actually I was older. No. <laughs> I would have been 10 in 90, so... The dad, like, leaves. He's reading a paper, and the headline on the newspaper says, The U.S. puts men in moon. Oh. So I'm like, what (laughs) alternate world do we live in? Right in it. That's crazy. You notice weird things like that. Yeah. and I don't know. Well, the mom has a line at some point here where she says, Sometimes I don't think I love you as much as I used to. Uh, To the daughter. Which is just, whoa, that's talk about emotional damage. Never. Another lesson learned parents never tell your kid that no even if you think it just don't (laughs) don't don't say it out loud i know well the mom and the dad both leave i think the dad leaves because he's like mad at the mom he's always like getting pissed off at how she treats the girl yeah and just leaves and just lets her there to be abused i know and the mom just as much his fault sorry go ahead yeah i yeah i don't know he he definitely is passive aggressive like he doesn't want to deal with it it seems like yeah he's probably like me he doesn't like being combative but there is a time and place and it will come out you know and and my family and close friends it will come out yeah (laughs) well fred shows up here because the mom goes into the kitchen and he does a very funny thing where he's like i just got back from space and i got the cornflakes disease and (laughs) these kellogg's cornflakes start like blowing out of his stomach and he's like She's like dancing in the cornflakes. Yeah, she's like ring. screaming and laughing it's as they rain on so her. Funny. And then he was like, "All right, let's make a mud pie." And she's like, "Yeah." Then we'll make her eat it. And then Fred's like, "We'll cut her head off." <laughs> he's like, "Then we'll eat her and then we'll poo her out everywhere." <laughs> I was like, "I thought this was a kids' movie." Yeah, not so much. But he brings in this gigantic piece of mud from the yard, and they start adding things like orange juice and sugar and. Boy. And the mom comes in is absolutely horrified to see her table is fucked up like that. But you know, I can't blame her. 
there's sometimes when I'm like, yeah, your your reactions are accurate, and then there's other times when I'm like, whoa, over the top. Right. Yeah. And she says the little girl I think says something about drop dead Fred at this point. So the mom tapes up the Jack in the Box. Well, at first, I think I don't know how Fred gets in there. I don't know. I think that's just where he stays. They don't. You know that you say that they don't ever mention why he's there in that thing. Yeah. That. Yeah. I just have that. After they make the head comment that he jumps into that box. He's scared of the mom. Yeah, I think yeah. when she comes in. Yeah. He, he makes jokes about that, about not being scared of her. But then when he hears the mom coming into the room, he jumps in. That You're absolutely right. Mm. Yeah, he jumps into the, the jack-in-the-box and the mom tapes it up and the little girl is like crying her eyes out. Yeah. And the dad's like super pissed off and we get the info I think is that this is what caused him to leave. Yeah, and then the little girl starts cleaning up the mess. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's very sad. And it's heartbreaking. She tells Fred back in the present now that once Fred was gone, all the Fred that was inside of her left, like the fun part of her. Yeah, the life and the spirit. And she said once she knew that her mom couldn't hurt her anymore like that. She stopped feeling things. Yeah. Something. It is very sad. It's basically like she became dead inside. Yeah, exactly. Did not feel any pain from her mother. Oh, she never showed her feelings to her mother again. So they decide to go to Charles's party. And I told you at the end of this that I remembered her getting institutionalized. Like they put her in a hospital and yeah. that she escaped. But I guess this is, I'm confusing it with this part here where the nurse is trying to keep her in. Probably, yeah. Um, she is trying to leave, and the big nurse picks her up and locks her in a room. And so she does the whole breaks glass thing. She smashes her <laughs> yeah. window open with a phone and says, I love the sound of breaking glass. Love it. And crazy Mickey has climbed her tree and is trying to get to her window when she climbs out. And he was like, oh, I brought you a gift, but your mom said you weren't here, so I was going to climb up to your window. And I'm like, Mickey, please. So she's like oblivious that this guy is like into her and just is like, hey, can you give me a ride to go get my husband back? Yeah. And he's like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and he, okay. he drives her and I'm like, this dude, he's definitely given like a super nice guy type energy. Yeah. Too nice. Where he's like, oh, I'll help you get back with your friend. But we later at the end of the movie, he says something of like, I know you've got a ton of options, but I just want to be one of them. So I'm like. What's your game here, Mickey? Yeah. They they end up driving into this, going to this party that Charles is throwing, and Fred's got his hair all slicked up and whatnot. It's like a troll doll hair. You said that, yeah. Yeah. I you asked know, him, like, what was that thing, that those little dolls with the hair? I was like, oh, troll, yeah, because it's, like, poofed up. <laughs> there is a funny moment. These waiters are dressed in togas, and Fred unpins one, <laughs> and this dude is, like, super nude, like, right here. That is so funny. Like, why wouldn't you wear underwear underneath there? I was thinking that, too. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> He's like, I want to be authentic. <laughs> I guess. And Bridget Fonda, who is, she doesn't act anymore, kind of like Phoebe Cates. She is married and raises her kids. The media was kind of shitty to her because she stepped out for, like, the first time, and she's gained a bunch of weight. Which is okay. She still looks healthy. She looks like a regular woman now, you know, like someone you'd see out shopping somewhere. And we kind of talked about it, too, but it was just, like, the Hollywood light. You have to look perfect. I know. Like, a certain way. 
be super skinny, big boobs or whatever. Yeah. And so she just got out of that light and did what she wanted to do. I think I read that she did have some health problems here or there. So, I mean, you know, you gain weight. Like a friend of ours, she had like medical problems and she said she ended up gaining a bunch of weight from it. If you have thyroid problems, it is like almost impossible to lose weight. Yeah. It's, it's hard, but the, the press was like, she looks unrecognizable. Can you believe it? And, but she cameos in this movie because she was friends with Phoebe Cates at the time. Yes. I read that in the trivia. And she is also in another movie we just did, Army of Darkness. She's at the very beginning in the supermarket. That's right. You were saying she, that. She's Ash's girlfriend. Where mm. I was like, Bridget Fonda, why is she in this movie for just a second? Mm. But Bridget Fonda is Annabella in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Fred does his whole thing where he gets down on the ground and is like sliding around getting underneath people. <laughs> he gets underneath Annabella and he's, he cartoonishly, his eyes pop out of his head and steam comes out of his ears because she's not wearing panties. It reminded me of the mask. Right. Mm-hmm. Which that was a couple years away, I think. Yeah. 94 ish. But he's like, no panties, no panties. <laughs> <laughs> and- and uh, she's just like trying to motion him up off the ground, like, and is kind of at butt level. Her head is like at butt level to Annabella. Yeah. And she turns around and she's all like, oh, look at this uh, fabric that you've got. I really like your dress. Yeah. She's like, oh, I was trying to see. And <laughs> Charles comes over to talk to Annabella and he sees Phoebe Cates and he's like, whoa. You're dressed up in a nice dress. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're a totally different person. Because it's like sleeveless and yeah. kind of, you know, it's pretty. Like sexy-ish. Yeah, it's got low cut on the front. But it's, I, I think it's, is it shorter? I can't remember. Something, but he's like, we were married for however long and I never knew you were attractive. Jesus. Like, shut the fuck up. Uh, Fred does push Phoebe Cates onto him. He's like, go, oh, go for it, go for it. He yeah. pushes her and. Annabelle is pretty pissed off that Phoebe Cates just jumps on him. So they, they both leave, and Charles is like, hmm, say. Yeah, when she leaves, then Charles starts kissing on Annabella. Yeah, but I think you still see him being like, hmm, Phoebe Cates, though. I know, but it just, oh, he's such a jerk. He is. I punch him in the face. Because later that night, Phoebe Cates is hanging out at their apartment, and Charles does come home. Yeah, it's like, I want you back, baby. I didn't know you were attractive. Boo. I know, and he picks her up and just takes her into the bedroom. And I think Fred's going in with him, and the door shuts, like, in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, what? And then later that night, they hear a noise, and I think Phoebe Cates thinks that it's Fred. Mm. And Charles, again, is like, oh, well, I'm going to teach Fred a lesson. And he gets like a baseball bat. Frying pan. Frying pan. And I'm like, it's imaginary. Yeah, I know. Like, if you were like, oh, my imaginary friend was made that noise in our kitchen, I'd be like, okay, you think that, but it must be something real that did it. Right. Because I'm not going to go beat the shit out of an imaginary person. I'm going to go in there and beat your imaginary friend. Oh, my God, it's a robber. I'm dead. But he goes in and he swings this frying pan and he hits the the big nurse. Oh, yeah. The mom and the nurse have come here to, I'm assuming, kidnap her back to her house. Yes. Uh, this is a very cringy moment here because Charles and her are like, we're fine. We're good. Thank you. We're going to be fine here. 
And then as they're kissing, Charles is like, oh, Annabella. Mm-hmm. She's like, what, you you just said Annabella? And he comes up with this line where he's like, well, wouldn't it be better that I'm here with you and accidentally say Annabella instead of being with Annabella and accidentally saying your name? And she's like, that makes sense. <sighs> like, how about you be here with me and don't say anybody else's name? And I love it. Like, Fred is just kind of like, what? And he's yeah. like, he said it. He said Annabella, you know, and. And then he puts out that spiel, and, and Fred's like, what the hell? Yeah, Fred's, as they're making out on this couch, Fred's, like, talking shit about him and mm-hmm. talking, and she keeps being like, Fred, shut up. And then I think at one point he's like, why do you think I'm still here? Yeah. You're not really happy. Right. Yeah, I haven't left yet. And she keeps, like, being like, shut up, Fred, shut up. And Charles is like, Fred, that's it. He's like, I have had enough with Fred. And she's like, no, 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 I'll, I'm going to take these green pills. Yeah. And so she takes the first one and it causes like a huge pain in Fred's chest because he like doubles over. Mm -hmm. And you hear like this weird sound effect where it's like. (laughs) Because that's what you would sound like if you're getting killed with an imaginary green pill or with a real pill in your imaginary. Yeah. So we see like over time Fred is kind of like disintegrating away. He's looking worse and worse because she keeps taking these pills and. Mm. We get the fir- it's basically like a a, re- a copy of the first scene where like she asks him to stay home from work. He's like, I can't. I'm an adult. Yeah. I wish I could. And then she's shaving him again, and Fred's like, cut his throat, cut his throat. <laughs> Jesus. Phoebe Cates is talking like Carrie Fisher and her are kind of like power walking, and Carrie Fisher is like, well, Drop Dead Fred's like the greatest because you are back with Charles. And I got a shit ton of money from my boat sinking. She said apparently it's like considered a house and they gave her like money to replace the house basically or something. I think it was like considered like some kind of antique or something yeah. that would pay more money. I don't know exactly. Yeah, because she hands her check that she got to Phoebe Cates to look and she's like, all those zeros. Mm-hmm. But Carrie Fisher does be like, thank you, drop dead friend. <laughs> she's like yelling. <laughs> So later that night, uh, Phoebe Cates and Charles are eating dinner. Like a very rich person, she sets this silver platter down with like a cover on it. Mm-hmm. And as she lifts the cover off, it's a gigantic mud pie and it just shoots mud all over Charles's shirt. It is boiling over because it, it was Beef Wellington, which is his favorite. Oh, yeah. If also, she got that in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I read online that they did this with like tubes. Like, in the thing that, like, put air and sprayed this, whatever this mud pie was made out of. Okay, I could see that. So Charles is super pissed off. He's like, God damn it. He's like, this is is so stupid. And she's like, no, no, it's going to be okay. I'm going to make us a nice dinner, a nice, sensual salad. Mm. And I'm like, how does that work? (laughs) I always think of sensual things when I think of salads. Exactly. Like, oh, salad? Oh, my God. I'm getting ready. I'm ready to go. Let's get it. So he gets gets angry to go change his clothes, so he goes into their bedroom, which their apartment, it doesn't have like a – it doesn't – the wall doesn't go all the way up. So, like, if you were standing on the wall, you could see over it if you were, like, on a ladder. Because she's talking to Fred here, and he looks terrible. He Mm. he looks like he is a – junkie (laughs) exactly and she's about to take the last pill and she what what were the flowers again gladiolas she sneezes with gladiolas or i think she yeah some 
she sneezes, basically, and knocks Fred up into the rafters of the apartment. And Fred overhears Charles talking to Annabella. And this is fucking insane because basically he is trying to be like, well, I, I won't have to be with her all the time. I could be with you too. Ugh, it's awful. And this is where he says the line that I probably will never forget. I don't know why, but he's like, I'm your fella, Annabella. And he's like, please come listen. Fred is like, please come listen. Charles is talking to Annabella right now. And she overhears Charles talking to Annabella and she's heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this is a real sad moment. Yeah, because she's like, Fred is like, you have to leave him. She's like, well, I'm afraid of being alone. And this gets kind of weird here because Fred, he's like on the ground and he's like, come with me. And she falls into him. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to them like flying. And she's like, where are we? <laughs> And he's like, I killed you. <laughs> Those pills take you on a trip, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're ODing on your floor right now. <laughs> but he was like, you have to use your imagination. And we come into like a nightmare version of her childhood home. Yeah. This part is a little weird. It's very trippy. Yeah. Because her and Fred are like walking around. Charles pulls up in like a nice car. His voice is very weird and stuff. And he's like, mm. I'm here to take you away, Elizabeth. And she pulls the hood ornament and it like deflates, flies away. Yeah, it's like she's in a game and she has to defeat all of her enemies. Like the bosses. Yeah. yeah. They see stairs and Fred tries to run up them, but they're just painted on the wall. So he falls back down. Yeah. And then she does. I, th- I think this is the part where she puts her fingers on her temples to really think and she makes a tree yeah a bad special effects tree come out of the ground so yeah. they can climb i was like what is she psychic now she's like 11 in stranger things exactly <laughs> like, um and it's funny because i think we're just trying to end the movie here because she really doesn't deal with these people very quickly or very much she her yeah. mom comes out and she's like 10 feet tall She's like, where have you been, Elizabeth? <laughs> she's like, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. And the mom disappears. <laughs> I was like, well, that was easy. Oh, okay. If it was only that easy. And as she goes into her bedroom, she sees her childhood self taped to the bed. Oh. Like the um, box was taped yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this movie's saying something. Uh-huh. Uh, Phoebe Cates frees her younger self and hugs her. And Fred is like, well, it's time to go. And she's like, well, okay, well, well let's get going. She's like, well, no, I, I can't come with you now. I'm trapped in this hell right here. <laughs> yeah, and there's only one way out. He says, you need to give me a kiss and say drop dead Fred. A kiss on the lips? I was like, kiss? You were a childhood friend. What the fuck is this about? This is weird. You need to jerk me up. This is so weird. <laughs> this is getting weird, yeah. And they do. They share a kiss. It's very odd. Mm-hmm. It's like, you need to let me plow you once and then say my name. <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. But she kisses him and says his name, and she wakes up in the apartment. Yeah, and she's just like, oh, everything is fine. I'm just going to go back to making this salad. Well, I'll tell you what she does with that salad. Is she goes in and she dumps it on Charles's head. Hell yeah, she does. Because it's, he realized she... 
we overhear Charles and Annabella is not too happy about being a side chick. Yes. We hear him being like, well, I don't understand what's wrong. I mean, I could still be with you and her. And then she Uh. comes in and dumps the salad. And we didn't talk about it, but Fred, this thing he does is he picks his nose and rubs it on people. Oh, that's right. So she does that to him. She picks her nose and rubs it on his face. And she's like, see you later, Charles. And... Phoebe Cates is driving now back to her childhood home in Charles's car. Hell yeah. The jack wire. She is going to jail. Why? She's, that's his car. She took his car. Unless she owns it too, but I'm just They're like, married. I guess, but I'm like, but she just took his car? That's uh, crazy. Well. <laughs> she goes back to her home and she, we overhear the mom is talking to Charles and she's like, well, I will fix this right now. I thought this was fun because her mom is uh like charles is on the phone yeah and phoebe is like oh it's charles and she acts like she's gonna you know talk to him she takes the phone and just hangs it up yeah they're like yes and the mom says something of like you've you've always made things worse you're the reason that your dad left yeah she's like jesus my god again another lesson do not blame things on your children that is not yeah. It's not their fault. Like I know. Your, your marriage. I think Phoebe Cates does need to still go to therapy. Absolutely. But Phoebe Cates isn't having any of it, so she starts to walk out, and this is where the mom's like, well, if you go, I'll be alone. And she's like, you need to get your own drop-dead Fred, and walks out. <laughs> Peace out. See you. And poor Mickey, we cut back to him, and this is where we hear him being like, well, I know you just you know you just got divorced and you've got a lot of options, but I just want to make sure that I'm one of them. And I'm like, mm, oh my god, that's dude. so desperate. This dude. is so weird. <laughs> that's so bad. You know what you should do is you should hit on a woman that just got divorced. Yeah, absolutely. He and his daughter are like hanging out with Phoebe Cates in the on the lawn at his house, and we see the nanny run out from the house and she is like covered in chocolate. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and basically the daughter is now. Got her own drop-dead Fred. Yes. Yeah. And the nanny, like, runs outside and gets, like, hung upside down. Yeah, because of this contraption that yeah. Fred did. Yeah, Phoebe Cates, uh, uh, she's like, I didn't do it. Drop-dead Fred did it. And Phoebe Cates is like, wait, what? She goes, if you see Fred, tell him that I love him very much. <laughs> and if I was Phoebe Cates, I'd be like, oh, Fred is with this daughter now? I'm getting the fuck exactly. out of this. Exactly. <laughs> I am leaving right know, now. Yeah, I know what I did as a kid, and this daughter has already sprayed chocolate on her and a nanny and flipped her upside down. Mm-mm. I'm out of this relationship. Yeah. And Mickey's got problems, too. Forget it. He's got his own drop-dead Fred called Mental Illness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, only the worst. But we see, you know, one thing that they always would do as kid, like as when she was a kid with Fred is they would hold pinkies together. Yeah, And we see the little daughter holding pinkies and Phoebe Cates is like, and we see Fred with her too. He's like talking to her and stuff. And then Phoebe Cates cannot see Fred now, but she sees the little girl like holding her pinky out and she knows that Fred is with her. Yeah. She was kind of smiling, like happy. Oh, I'm glad Fred's not dead. He's not trapped forever in that hellish house that I left him in. Yeah. If he ever asks to kiss you, you say no. (laughs) No. And then that's that's the end of the movie. It cuts to credits. And yeah. yeah it's, it was definitely a weirder movie than I remembered it. 
Uh, there are just some movies you shouldn't rewatch, and this is probably one of them. Yeah. So if you did rewatch it, I'm sorry. Because I loved it as a kid, but as an adult, no. Yeah, I remember thinking it was very funny as a kid, but yeah, you're just kind of like, oh, this doesn't hit the same. Mm-mm. No, it hits totally different, and I think it's just because you're in different head spaces, you know? Yeah. You think differently as a kid, as an adult, like we've kind of talked through as we were talking about the movie. So, yeah, it didn't do it for me. So we've said in a few episodes a long time ago that we would give shout outs if you would comment anything. And, and we actually have a couple. I'm yes. super excited. So one uh, commented on our Evil Dead Rise. Uh, Jen, uh, just just a lady. Yeah. Just a lady. Um, so that's our first, first person that has, um, besides another podcast that has commented so thank you jen if you're listening which i doubt it wasn't a fan (laughs) (laughs) wasn't a fan of evil dead rise she said garbage dot 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 this movie was terrible yeah so i was like okay well let's let's see where we can go with this so i replied and i asked if she'd seen the other movies because there is a thing where you know people that have seen the other movies weren't a fan of this one yeah so i was just curious but she never replied so and she blocked us. No. She she ghosted us, <laughs> yeah. and we are heartbroken. We are heartbroken, Jen. So if you're out there, please come back. Um, we also got another comment on Instagram from our friends, Film versus Film. Uh, we've actually been on one of their podcasts before. Yeah, the Marvel episode with Spider Man and Doctor Strange. Yep the um quality the sound quality was completely our fault. On ours, yeah. Yeah. So it's Martin and Boaz. They're super funny. They're from Wilshire. Hopefully I said that right. Mm -hmm. Um, But they commented on the thing and they said, Kurt Russell's hat is the second scariest thing. And I'm like, yes. Yes, thank you. That's hilarious. Yes. If you guys ever wanted us to be on your podcast again, I would do it way differently. Um, They've actually invited us. Really? I was going to tell you that. Yeah, they sent us like a little message. I think it was yesterday. Holy shit. Sometime, yeah. But they invited us. They sent us the schedule that they have for later this year. So. All right. Well, if we go for it, I would definitely test our mics. And we learned so much doing it the first time. Yeah. Martin and Boaz, if you're listening, which again, I doubt, but it's cool if you are. (laughs) We're so Uh, negative. (laughs) To all you people out there who aren't there. We're so negative to our fans. (laughs) love you but we're just not sure because no. you interact with us and we'll know because yeah. i'm just like i don't know if you listen or not there's got to be we're gonna probably have to do it with your computer and my ipad because the way we did it before is we were basically like hunched together trying to fit into this tiny screen didn't do the microphones we're gonna do this so differently yeah we've learned so much we're gonna be like amazing but they did call us brilliant oh and i'm like wait do you know who we are? No. <laughs> well, yeah. So cool. I didn't know that. But yeah, I was just th- going to say, be like, oh, God, I wish we would have done so much differently then. Yeah. No, I th- yeah, definitely a lesson learned for sure, which is what we like to do. We like to learn lessons and, you know, help people. Yeah. So thank you to both of you for uh, Martin and Boaz and Jen for commenting. So if you do comment, we'll shut you out. We love we would love to do that. 
even if it's a comment where you didn't like the movie, like like Jen was, you know, we get it. Yeah, no, you don't have to. We want the good, bad, and ugly. So yeah. bring it on. Well, great. Well, that was Drop Dead Fred. And so just kind of picking more movies along this line of like ones we saw when we were younger. Uh, we are going to be doing Howard the Duck. Oh, dude. <laughs> this is another one. I watched this a ton as a kid. And I've heard it doesn't hold up as well. I've I've not seen it since I think I was a young kid. Are you thinking of all of the like movies that I loved as a kid that I are don't know. that are actually not good? I don't know it, movies that I used to watch too. So we both have that in common. I just remember there are duck boobies in there, <laughs> and there the main guy who turns into a monster at the end is now a convicted like pedophile. Oh, there's going to be so much to talk about. I'm I'm loving this. So, so yes, another classic, cult classic movie that's not great, but Howard the Duck next time. Love it. All right, see you guys. Bye-bye.